Welcome back. You are listening to another episode of the Keep the Change podcast. And we've got the man who is very hard to track down back in the studio, sitting across from me. As always, good to see you, mate. Adam Stewart from Compound Wealth. How are you? Good, thank you, Lukey. Very well. Good to be up in uh, the big smoke, Auckland. And uh, I just turned 30 uh, yesterday, so wow, I'm into the next decade of uh, my life. So Happy birthday. Thank you very much. Any nerves turning 30? Not so much, just a bit of reminiscing yesterday, kind of thinking, you know, what the hell I was up to when I was in my early 20s going... And, uh, and you know, obviously a lot can change in 10 years. So kind yeah. of just did a lot of reminiscing yesterday actually going, you know, your life can change like a decade. You know, it seems like a long time, but um, a lot, you can pack a lot into 10 years. You can. Yeah, for sure. And I think I remember reading ages ago that two things that men specifically really worry about is getting old and then losing their hair or going bald. <laughs> Yeah, but no signs of that for you. Nah, mate, I'm pretty good. Pretty good. Uh, But keep an eye on those two things. 100%. Yeah. Anyway, tell us quickly about Compound Wealth because you live and breathe the KiwiSaver space. The audience has heard from you before, but there's a lot of new listeners at the moment and some of them may not have. So how do you sort of differentiate and differ from some of the KiwiSaver funds uh, and the other people that people will be more familiar with in the KiwiSaver space because they get heaps of TV time when they don't call the boy from the South on there? No, no, no. Great question. So you look, yeah, I started Compound Wealth over six years ago when I was 24. Obviously, just found out that I'm 30. So you just uh, found out very, very, uh, very, you know, pretty young age, I guess, to start a financial advisory business. But I literally worked in the KiwiSaver space for for a number of years while whilst at university, and then worked for a fund manager straight out of university. And I literally just saw the opportunity for. KiwiSaver because just every person I talk to, you know, and that could be, uh, you know, someone just walking down the street, um, you know, a plumber or electrician or even CEOs or, you know, high level accountants, um, you know, really didn't have a, a good grasp of, of KiwiSaver. So just saw an opportunity there to, to start a, a business and that's morphed into not just a KiwiSaver advisory business, but we do uh, life and health insurance and, and lump sum investment advice as well. But I guess uh, the, the way that we differentiate our, our, ourselves is we try and make our KiwiSaver advice as comprehensive, but I guess, easy to understand and it's all digital. So you can complete our quiz and effectively uh, we provide you a comprehensive KiwiSaver report that includes performance comparisons, asset allocation breakdowns, fee and and charge comparisons and just go, hey, look, this is your existing scheme. This is uh, what we think will be the most appropriate fun for you and we just make it nice and easy for people so that you know they can effectively just read through that report and do it on their couch if they like uh, but it is highly personalized so um, and that's taken obviously you know years to to fine tune but I guess yeah that's that's I've, I've been working in the Kiwi service space for a long time I've done a lot of reading I'm always visiting fund managers and seeing what they're up to um, it's what I kind of wake up to in the morning and, you know, kind of go, right, flick on to good returns or investment news or interest.co.nz and I'm always kind of looking for a bit of juicy bit of KiwiSaver bait, you know. Jeez, live and breathe it. So just live and breathe it. Um, my mates give me a bit of shit um, because, you know, that's what I used to always talk about too much. I'm not, not so bad anymore, but... Um, 
but yeah, just passionate about it. Yeah. So as an example, some people might go direct to a fund manager yeah. uh, or even a bank and say, can you look after my KiwiSaver? And then they'll say, yeah, of course we can. And they'll place them into one of their different funds or build them out a bit of a split between the different ones. Yeah. Whereas you're looking at a person trying to figure out where they are, what where they want to get to, what do they value, what do they care about? And then you'll recommend a fund provider and the different funds from that fund provider. Is correct, that right? Correct. Correct. Yeah. 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 So we you know, obviously looking at returns because you know most people want to maximize their their KiwiSaver, you know, and get the best return possible based on, you know, their investment time frame and and, and risk profile. Uh, but we do take into account like preference as well. So ethical investment strategies, you know, KiwiSaver providers that uh, provide a high level of customer service or if someone really wants a mobile app you know, as a feature with the KiwiSaver provider, then, you know, we'll, we'll obviously identify that provider that, that has, you know, quite a good technical background as well. Well, we could sit here and talk all day about you, mate, but <laughs> no one really cares. So, no, 100%. <laughs> now that we've got your birthday out of the way and what you do, can you please start to start showing us the things that we don't know about KiwiSaver? Because I know you get up every morning and uh, the first thing you do is you read more and more about KiwiSaver. So you know a lot of things, and you've taught me some of them, that you know about KiwiSaver that people don't. And I think some of those things can even just be insights around um, how fast it's going to grow and what KiwiSaver is going to look like over time, which I think a lot of people don't think about. Yeah, 100%. So I guess the, the key is is uh, it's the next decade – uh, KiwiSaver is obviously a, a, a natural compounder. There's roughly 95 billion in assets under management across, you know, 20 odd KiwiSaver providers now, and that's kind of looking to project to around 260 billion in 10 years. So, wow, pretty, pretty, pretty big number. Um, and another kind of interesting number was for, uh, currently uh, total net wealth of all, uh, I guess, investors. Four percent of that is KiwiSaver related, that's going to look to grow to 8% of the average person's total net wealth will be KiwiSaver. So at the moment, the total net wealth of all Kiwis in the country, less than 5% of it yep. is made up of funds of, sitting of in KiwiSaver. Kiwi okay. And that will, look, that will grow to 8%. So it's going to double. In the next 10 years. In 10 years. So KiwiSaver as an asset class is, yeah, it's going to, it's going to be Bigger and wow. bigger and bigger. So, you know what um, else doubles every ten years, mate? What property? That reckon? <laughs> um, Sorry, it so, won't. It won't <laughs> in this next ten years. Yeah, it'll be interesting. That's not financial advice. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, we probably should put this caveat in there as well that this isn't financial advice. It's of a general um, nature. And it's if you'd like nature. the product disclosure from Compound Wealth, visit the website. Correct. It's compoundwealth.co.nz. So yeah, look, some just interesting stats. I just think that KiwiSaver is, yeah, going to become more prominent, and and we do see now a lot of the uh, investment flows from KiwiSaver, KiwiSaver providers such as say Milford or Booster, uh, actually buying up private land and property, avocado farms, you know, orchards, uh, you know, commercial property. Obviously, Simplicity is starting that residential, um, or not started. They have started the, um, you know, residential property. So instead of them just investing into shares in the share market and stuff and you kind of read, oh, yeah, that just goes offshore into US stocks and whatnot, some of these providers are starting to think, right, what can we be doing here or even abroad? 100%, yeah. yeah. And and I guess, you know, private equity has that uh, – 
I guess it, what, what's the word? It has a kind of a natural um, equity premium to it because of that kind of because it's not so um, liquid. So it has a, a liquidity premium to it. So it kind of carries. Um, I guess a, a greater risk but a higher level of return but that's quite good for KiwiSaver investors because most KiwiSaver investors have long investment timeframes. Mm. so you know because the money's locked in in your KiwiSaver you can afford to you know not have that same level you don't need liquidity effectively and that's why KiwiSaver investors should you know take more risk um, because at the end of the day, if you're 30, 35, you can't touch it to your 65. And we know shares and property over the long term do outperform, uh, you know, bonds and bonds and cash. So if you don't need it, take a long term approach. Uh, and yeah, private equity kind of plays into that quite well. Yeah, I suppose a lot. How long has been uh, KiwiSaver been going for? Coming up 16 years, yeah, 2007, yeah. yeah. It's still very early, right? So I think a lot of the focus has probably been just trying to get people involved uh, into it and that customer acquisition phase, whereas that I'd imagine is going to change massively. I can just see as more money ends up in the pot, there's going to be more people that want to play with that cash. 100%. It's getting more and more competitive. Like you look at the number of different KiwiSaver providers that have started up over the last three years, probably the first five, ten years they went, well, there's no point in starting a KiwiSaver business because the average value you know, of a KiwiSaver balance was, say, 15000 Now it's close to 30000 35000 so it actually becomes more of a, uh, you know, a, a decision to go, well, actually, this market's maturing a little bit more, so we can go in there and shake things up. So, yeah, definitely seeing more entrance to the market. Uh, and who knows what it'll look like in five, ten years' time? Uh, you know, in Australia, they've got those annuity products. Yes, yeah, so like, like what, what Challenger. Does that mean? What's an annuity? So a, a lot of you know, obviously, uh, KiwiSaver. You want to accumulate, 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 but eventually, one day, you're going to get to sixty-five or seventy and stop work, and you're going to go, well. I want to start living and spending this money and, uh, you know, hopefully if, if all things go well, um, if you, you know, you might want to leave some money for your kids, but if you don't, you obviously just want to spend it all and hopefully one day when you die, you've got zero in your bank account in a perfect world, you know what I mean? Mm. Um, so an annuity effectively can provide you an income for life. So um, a lot of the time, so it's an investment, like an insurance-linked investment product. So it'll just provide you, uh, you know, a guaranteed income. Say, So if you live to 100 but your money ran out at 80, it might keep going until 100. So, um, oh, wow. so, it's, so it's almost like a, a, an insurance yeah, if you live too long, you still get it. You still get it, but the insurance company starts paying. Correct. It. So you yeah. pay obviously the management fees, but then you're you know you're going to be paying an insurance premium that's linked to that. So the fees would be a little bit higher, but if you're fit and healthy and you want you know a certain amount of you know guaranteed to your life that you'll never run out of money, then you'd buy a product like that. Yeah. So that's not happening in New Zealand yet. Well, they, yeah. There's a there's a product outside of KiwiSaver called uh, Lifetime um, Lifetime Retirement, um, run by a guy called Ralph Stewart. So. Rod Stewart. Ralph Stewart. Oh, sorry. I've just been to <laughs> so Vegas recently. People could definitely go check that out. Um, but I can see maybe KiwiSaver providers, you know, maybe offering something like that once yeah. because it, it takes a huge amount of capital um, to probably start something like that. But in 10, 15 years' time, 
some of these KiwiSave providers, maybe like ANZ or Milford, you know, the more established players might be able to offer something like that because some people might get to the 70 and go, well, look, I've got half a million in my Kiwi. Uh, I might put 300,000 of that, you know, in a, in a say, a conservative fund and draw down that draw down that over say 10 15 years but the other uh two hundred thousand dollars uh they might put that in the annuity so that'll just lock in say a thousand dollars a week or whatever the rate yeah. of return is and that'll pay them f- until forever until they die and i think that's the exciting thing in your space it's going to be interesting to watch what happens where these things are going to start coming into play. Because I actually read an article recently, it was kind of scathing of KiwiSaver about how it's very like one-dimensional and it's a shit product in terms of people just putting their money in and there's no real advice and there's no real flexibility and you, and you lock it up and you yeah. can't get it out. But I kind of look at it and think, unless greed is not on the planet, which I'd imagine won't happen, that people will come along and go, I can create a product around that. So it might be, Luke, you've managed to accumulate $2 million in your KiwiSaver by 60. Well, if you want to unlock some of that, here's a product that we can sell you and provide you and you're going to pay a fee. But when you get to 65, we're going to get first right to get that back. It's much like a um, reverse mortgage in in the banking space. And I don't know, maybe they'll regulate so that that stuff can't happen, but I would imagine smart people will come into the space and go, well, let's create some different types of products oh, as this piece gets bigger. Massive. Yeah, well, obviously we've got shares. They're releasing their new kind of KiwiSaver fund structure. Can you can you tell us a bit more about that? Because I yeah, know nothing about 100%. it. Yeah, 100%. So shares are launching a KiwiSaver scheme, but the, the main point of difference will be that you can – effectively have 50% of your KiwiSaver but you can choose the you know direct equities so you could have say 5% of it in uh, main freight or 5% in Fletcher building and 5% in trade me so 50% of the portfolio uh, can be in direct stocks or ETFs uh, and then the other 50% they've got five um, funds that you can use for I think they're Pi Funds, Pathfinder and uh, smart shares, and you've got to so you've got to choose uh, say fifty um, percent of it in those five base funds, uh, and then the other fifty percent can just be in is it, directs. Is there any financial advice as part of this, or is people just kind of so, like Here's so? Your buffet, so this is it. this is the buyer beware is that you know um, your KiwiSaver shouldn't be a. At, you know, trading stocks, and mm. you know you need to take a long-term approach. And it's one of those things when you're buying an investment. What you, you know, your KiwiSaver is probably likely going to be say a 10, 15, 20, 30 year investment. So you're going to tell me that you're going to be you know every month checking your you know your shares. He's going, oh, I need to sell out of this stock, or you know I need to buy this stock, or so you know you're pretty much going to be giving yourself a full-time job if you're going to be doing that. Jeez. And then you're going to be incurring all these brokerage costs. So I think, you know, for investments, uh, for contributions under $1,000, you're paying a 1% transaction fee. So, and a lot of the time, right, if you're going to be auto-contributing auto, auto your, you know, three or $400 a week that you're putting into your KiwiSaver into, you know, your shares account and then actioning a trade, then, you know, you're incurring a 1% brokerage fee um, which you know obviously adds up. Um, so another, like I was thinking about it, a good probably strategy if you if you are going to be using say a more of a DIY KiwiSaver self select is probably look at building up say your contributions into cash for six to twelve months, right? So you, you don't actually invest that money; it just sits in your shares cash account, and then you just go and buy your you know your securities 
once or twice a year, and that will obviously give you a better discount because the the fees are a bit lower for when you're investing larger sums. But there's so much of this, yeah, so much admin, right? Yeah. So and KiwiSaver is a long term thing. So you know, it's, and it's also you know, if someone said to me, Adam, can you build me a house? I'd be like, of course not. Mm. Why would you not pay a professional fund manager who does it day in and day out and and you know lives and breathes the stuff? To, to look after that for you. It seems like what was meant to be very simple is fast becoming something that could be very complicated 100%. in the hands of the wrong people. 100%. And I, and I do know of some investors that you know have done this with the KiwiWrap KiwiService scheme and, and done more of a DIY solution through their wholesale uh, channel that they have. Uh, and yeah, most of them have taken a big hit over the last 12 to 18 months, especially with those concentrated portfolios. Like it's not uncommon to see some of those guys down 40 to 50%. Yeah. I, um, I guess a good thing for people to think about if they are going to cop the marketing around investing their own KiwiSaver would be to have a good look at your current investing account that you use yes. and ask yourself, Am I doing any well? Well, am I beating the benchmark of, say, you know, an NZX50 or, mm. you know, compare yourself against just a, an index fund? And um, most of the time you're probably not. Like a good stat is over the last 10 years ending December 2022, only 40% of the individual constituents in the NZX50 outperformed the, the NZX50. So 60% of the individual stocks in that 50 underperformed the aggregate of the 50. Sheesh. So, and the NZX50 as the aggregate obviously had the lowest level of risk from a volatility standpoint. Because you're diversifying. Because you're diversifying. So, you know, for, for, for most investors, that's probably going to be your best solution. Mm. I wonder if we'll get into influencer investing. <laughs> <laughs> so you'll be able to log on and see what see such what, and such, yeah. what their funders and in, in shares is or similar and then just go, yeah, Great, melt mine into the same sort of setup. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, who knows? Yeah, it's gonna be interesting TikTok, to see where it gets TikTok. That's, yeah, that's what you know. There's a bit of that going on TikTok at the moment, isn't there? Oh, I've tr stayed off TikTok for a while. Oh, you have. Yeah, you banned yourself. Yeah, <laughs> they've banned me. <laughs> oh, they have. <laughs> no, no, no. I just haven't been on. But uh, what? So what's happening on TikTok? Well, I've just seen kind of financial well, advice. Just financial advice. Um, you know, some some pretty put it all into stuff. this. Yeah, I see Tesla's ripping again by the rip. By the rip? Yeah, not Kathy the dip. Wood. Yeah, what is she reckons it's a $2,000 price point or something like that, something like ridiculous. I better go, mate. That, I cyber, that, cyber, that cyber truck, you know, when they start rolling that out, that might be the... The moment. That might be the moment they go boom. Mm, I actually watched something with Elon and he sort of said that um, they've got their AI moment to come. They're, they still reckon they've got a chat GPT type moment in them. So, hey, look, not spruiking a stock or anything, but <laughs> <laughs> I'm buying it every week. Yeah. Well, I like the idea that if, you know, someone can create a solution like, say, a Tesla and, you know, your towns of Ashburton or your smaller country towns where, you know, they've got no taxis or Ubers, right? Mm. So, you know, why don't they have robo-taxis but robo-Teslas? Like, if they can, if they can obviously... So just come and pick you up. They come and, and pick you up because, you know, like, obviously in a small town, you, if you have a few beers at the pub on a Friday night and it's, yeah. you know, 11 o'clock, you can't drive home, but there's no taxis, right? Mm. So... That exists um, in different parts of the world. I've seen some videos on TikTok. Oh, it does. Oh, there we yeah, go. Yeah. Well, bring it to New Zealand. Come on. Yeah. 
Uh, okay, a couple of questions that aren't so KiwiSaver related and a little bit more personal. You know how you're a big fan of Warren Buffett and they call him the Oracle of Omaha? Yes. I've heard that you've made so many people wealthy in Ash Burden that they've renamed it Cash Burden. <laughs> yeah, mate. 100%. 100%. <laughs> True story. Give me another decade and that'll be the case. 100%. Nice. And then the other thing that I heard is that on the dark web I was reading about you and they reckon that you are often called uh, the Tinder for KiwiSaver. Yeah, I'm the matchmaking Tinder king. Yeah. So, so these are all factual. These are all factual statements. So if you complete our quiz at compoundwealth.co.nz forward slash KiwiSaver, I will match you with the perfect KiwiSaver provider and hopefully you'll fall in love. Man, that is unhinged, that is. Right. <laughs> Back to KiwiSaver, mate. Uh, what else can we see happening in this space? I guess if... Sharesies get their self-select thing going really well and they make it easy. I'd imagine there'd be more and more people trying to do those things. Eh? And, yep. and you what you probably would suspect that a lot of people are going to lose a lot of money. I think so. Yeah. So that's I'd, buy beware. 100%. Yeah, I think, I think people will probably give it a go for 12 to 18 months and then go, nah. Yeah. And like at this, at this stage as well with sharesies, like the, the base funds where you can have 50% of your portfolio held, like in my opinion – I don't think they've got a diverse, you know, a diverse enough amount of managers there. You know, like it's effectively just three managers with a conservative balance and a growth fund. There's no aggressive multi-sector option. Um, so, I yeah, I I think yeah. that, that that could change in you know a couple of years as as that product grows. But obviously, mm. going to start off you know pretty simple and, and grow it out. Yeah. Um, but I do think by by beware. What else have you seen recently in the KiwiSaver space that you think's quite interesting or could be coming? Well, yeah, like I think people probably are maybe a little bit scared of, say, switching KiwiSaver providers or switching KiwiSaver funds just because of obviously all the market noise. Uh, but if you look at, you know, KiwiSaver funds performance year to date, so from, you know, 1st of January, they're up, you know, quite significantly, close to 6 7%. So, well, and in a, you know, in a growth or an aggressive strategy. So, you know, all that noise and people have, you know, missed the upturn. A, a really good example that I saw the other day uh, was a KiwiSaver fund says falls, falls 30% over 12 months. And then the next 12 months, say it picks up 30%. So obviously the, the share price or the unit price of the KiwiSaver fund after year two is zero. So it's made a 0% gain. However, if you contributed $1,000 a month every month over that two years, after that two-year period, yes, the, the share, your KiwiSaver price is zero, but the internal rate of, the, rate of return is close to, say, 17.5% because you're being dollar cost averaging throughout that two years. So I think what's important in this you know, environment is investors don't look at, say, the total return of, say, how your KiwiSaver's performed over the last, say, year or two. If you've been regularly contributing over the last couple of years, you've actually been making money because you've been dollar cost averaging. Mm. So, and that, you know, could be, who knows, if we go into a recessionary environment over the next two or three years where share prices or, you know, stay down, what people should be thinking is going, you know, rubbing their hands together and going, well, it's a Briscoe sale on, right? Because eventually when this market comes back, you know, my two, three hundred dollars a week or a month that I'm putting in via my contributions is actually buying these units at a lower price so when that price comes comes up you're going to get that 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 upside effect so i think that's 
just one thing that I like that I see as a big opportunity at the moment. Like last year, we obviously had a terrible year in markets, but you know, for me, that's look that's an opportunity. To, you know, to go increase my KiwiSave contributions, right? Yeah. Um, because they're they're down, but this last six months they've picked back up again. So that so that example, that thirty percent drop, thirty percent up, you know, thirty percent down gradually over twelve months. 30% up over the next 12 months is a perfect example of what could happen, you know, last year and then this year, you know, the market continued to to go up. And for people that got spooked and, you know, oh, no, you know, I'll stop, well, I won't decrease my contributions or whatever, um, you know, they're missing out on that dollar cost averaging effect. Mm, because... It's so tempting when your shares and KiwiSaver is going backwards to think, right, I'm going to just pause my contributions or, or stop putting money in um, because it just feels like you're putting money in and then it's just going backwards and it, and it hurts. But I've even noticed with um, Tesla recently, just as an example, where their, I would go into shares and their, my investment would be down 30%. Yeah. Uh, but I did start dollar cost averaging back in, but now it's on the way back up yeah. as well and it's balance back out to a, um, I haven't lost or or gained. Yep, 100%. So it's like how much volatility can you take? And when I talk to clients about like risk in KiwiSaver, it's, it's the risk in KiwiSaver is more a volatility thing. So how much fluctuation can you handle? Is it 20, 30, 40, 50%? You know, if you bought Apple back in 2001 and you held that till today, you would, you'd be a legend in my eyes because, you know, like the – the grind, you know, like the mental fortitude of mm. holding that stock for twenty years, and you know, from all the highs and lows it's had, you'd be obviously a multi-millionaire if you invested, you know, a decent sum back in two thousand. But you know, let's say you know you you ten x your investment, and in two thousand ten you're going, oh look, I've got to cash out, like I made too much money here. Yeah. But if you'd held on to it for another decade, you know, you, you know, you would have ten x again. So it's kind of it's just one of those things. It's you know, the, the mental fortitude of riding the volatility. The good thing about KiwiSaver is it's locked in. So, you know, you're and that's the beauty of it, is there's you can't get out. And and yeah. that actually protects so many people from themselves. Yeah. That's why it's such a great investment because uh yeah, because it protects people from themselves. Because mm. you can't tell me the discipline that you know, if you say contributed say ten percent to your retirement savings, but only three percent of that was in say KiwiSaver, the other seven percent you put it in a managed fund or you invested in property or some or that some sort of other investment, but your investment time frame was say thirty years. The discipline required to you know not spend that seven percent once you you amassed a certain amount of wealth is massive. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's kind of like I think Kiwi KiwiSaver is great, and that goes back to that article. I think it was Janine Starks that you were talking about earlier on. It's like, you know, I thought she was a bit unfair in that article on on certain aspects of KiwiSaver. Like obviously there should be, uh, you know, there's definitely improvements to be made. And and that will happen, especially you know things like the annuity thing, contribution rates sh you know should probably come up. I think they should probably incentivise uh, the government contributions to probably be a bit higher to get more self-employed people, um, you know, putting that putting that money in um, because there's still I think like seven or eight hundred thousand people in New Zealand that miss out on that free money every year. Really, so yeah. you know that's all. Obviously, the government's probably doesn't mind paying that 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 money out. Mm. Um, doesn't mind that they don't have to, but they get yeah. the clip anyway because the money that goes in there, they're getting the the tax on the, the at the prescribed invest rate. Yeah. The, the KiwiSaver is a great earner for the government. Yeah. And um, 
But well, we could keep talking about this forever. <laughs> yeah. But also on that, so prescribed investor rate capped out at twenty eight percent, right? So massive tax, massive tax, you know, tax advantage there, especially yeah. with you know potentially new increases in tax rules for higher income earners. Yeah. yeah. How come so many people with KiwiSaver balances over a hundred grand come to you? Because they just want to personalize, you know, personalize advice. That's now starting to, you know, get to a, a sum where they're going, oh, this is actually quite a decent asset for me. Yeah. Um, and they want professional advice on, you know, what, what best strategy is. Not just, um, oh, they've got not the cheapest just, fees. Uh, you know, walk into, you know, ASB, ANZ, Westpac Bank and fill in a risk profile questionnaire and go, you know, oh, you go on that one. Yeah. Um, you know, there's a bit more. A uh, bit more rhyme to our reason. We, you know, compare fees and everything. So, um, yeah, it's just a comprehensive report that they can make an educated decision uh, on, you know, an appropriate solution for them. All right, mate. Two questions to finish. One: What's the biggest KiwiSaver balance you've ever seen? I think two point three mil. Really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, it was a big Kiwi. Chloe Swarbrick would have a field day with that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> No yeah. I actually don't know if that would be kept I, I, That's very unfair of me <laughs> I need to be very kind um, Okay Secondly if you could change one thing About KiwiSaver what would it be? He is still here people He's thinking Good question uh, Look I think contribution rates Definitely need to You know that minimum Contribution rate could be 4% Most people actually deal with uh, Like uh, contributing more than uh, you know three percent, so yeah. a lot of people are four, six, eight, or ten. Obviously, in Australia, it's ten, uh, and you know the superannuation industry is just massive. But probably make it compulsory. Oh, make I it like compulsory it. for over 18s. That would be my number one. Yeah. Okay. Compulsory. A lot of people wouldn't like that, but uh, I'm, I'm with you on that because yeah. you know we can say that it's not a great setup, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, but. Um, we're not very good savers in New Zealand. There's been a recent doco about people in their 65s where they don't have any form of income apart from the pension and it's tough to get by on that. And that should be the wake-up call for a lot of us younger people of, hey, we've got empathy and sympathy there, but we need to think about avoiding that. What am I not doing that I could be doing? And and maybe we do need to make it compulsory for some people to get them on that path. And we just have to look across the ditch and they do that in Australia and they make it a very big percentage. 100%. 100%. Mm. Free money on offer as well, the 1,043. At least take that. At least take that. that so it's 521-ish because yeah. you, you put 1,043 1,042.86, 521.43 is the top up from the government. Yeah. But the future value of that $521.43 to say a 25-year-old invested at 7.5% per annum for – what forty years is something close to like ten grand. So if you that that five hundred and twenty one, a twenty five year old got that that five twenty one would grow grow to over forty years at a seven and a half percent return, close to ten grand. I think it was really? like around the numbers. Wow. So every year that you know a twenty five year old misses out, misses that they're effectively missing out on the future value of ten grand. Sure. Obviously, that number gets smaller and smaller as you know they get older. Yeah. But, um, but where else can you get a 50% gain? Well, it's it's not just 50%. Yeah. The future value of that money is massive. Yeah. And then obviously it's an insurance policy. So people, you know, like I'm like telling 20, 23 year olds, just put a little bit more money in your KiwiSaver. And, you know, when you're 50 and your insurance premiums are costing you a thousand bucks a month, 
you know, you don't have to pay your, your insurance premiums because your KiwiSaver balance has got a million dollars in that. That's your life insurance. Sweet. So it's, you know, like it's a, it's a self-insurance model as well. And if you die before 65, then, you know, that goes to your estate. So what, um, what about advice to those people that are just like, nah, nah, I can just do it myself. I'll just, I, why don't I just set it up myself? Awesome, get this all the time. <laughs> Met someone last night that said that to me and I said, so what about the other 97% of your money? All you're doing is putting away 3%. Hmm. So you've still got 97% of your money that you can play with. You're just effectively putting away 3 that yeah. at you know minimum contribution that you know if you look at the average aggressive KiwiSaver strategy over the last 10 years, I think it's 8.6% per annum. And the employer is kicking in as well, so you're getting a yeah. So you're, gain you're there. getting you're getting the employer contributions plus you're getting the money from the government. So, like, I just don't understand that argument. It's only three or four percent of your income. You mm. know what I mean? Yeah. Like you've got ninety seven percent to go and invest in crypto if you want to. If <laughs> if you're gonna do that, like write it down now. <clears throat> Excuse me and. Say that that's your strategy, and then when you turn sixty-five or get into those years, make sure when you look in the mirror, you're like, "I fucked that up." <laughs> no complaining, no like, "Oh yeah, I'll go on the TV and cry yep. about how I don't have the cash or whatever." When you get there, like you don't, it's done. You made the decision back here. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent brutal. And compare your KiwiSaver return to maybe your other investments, if that's easy enough to do. But when you know we've had sixteen years of you know, performance data now, so we're starting to see some, yeah, see some you know historical trends for you know conservative balance growth, aggressive. Not that they're going to be the same over the next ten years, but you know, like a ten percent per annum compounding return is a you know net of fees, outstanding, is a, is a pretty good return. life changing, hundred percent. Yeah. Well, Adam, as always, thank you, mate. If people want to find you, they can look up Compound Wealth, CompoundWealth.co.nz uh, to get started. You're on Instagram. Sounds like you've been playing on TikTok too. Might just be in a personal capacity. <laughs> uh, and if you need to find him quickly, Google the Tinder of KiwiSaver <laughs> uh, or Adam from Cash Burton. <laughs> no, you might not find him that way. But um, <clears throat> if people want to go through your fact find, which I know a yep. lot of people have as well, and they may just do it to learn more, uh, where do they find that? Compoundwealth.co.nz forward slash KiwiSaver. Complete our quiz and then we'll try and get a report to you as soon as possible. Thank you, mate. I'm sure we will do this very soon in a part two. Thank you.